0: Welcome to another episode of It's Astrological. This is the podcast where we explore astrology as self care with everyday people. This week, I could not be more excited. This was the first time I recorded an episode in person. I was visiting my best friend in London a couple of weeks ago. He has extraordinarily high ceilings in his flat in London. So the audio is a little more echoey than usual, but we had so much fun I think it'll be worth the listen now something wild about our friendship is that we have been best friends going on 15 years and we have never lived in the same city so we basically just meet up all over the world and it's such an interesting perk I'll say of not having your best friend in the same city as you and being able to see them every day, and it really makes the time that we do spend together so much more special. So we laughed a ton because that's pretty much how we spend most of our time. It was so fun to learn about his relationship to astrology and surprisingly, his family's relationship to astrology, and just chat about what our friendship means to both of us. Here we go. Welcome to his astrological pre
1: Welcome. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) I am so happy to be here in London with you. I think that's why you just welcomed me, because we're in the same place. (laughs) For everybody listening, Krikor is my best friend in the whole wide world. And why don't you start? Because I could introduce you for hours. Where in the world are we together physically? And what's your cultural background?
1: We are in London right now. Uh Uh-huh which is where I live. Uh (laughs) Uh, I've lived here for seven years, and I'm originally from Southern California. I was actually born in Rhode Island, as you know. I do. In Providence, but at a very young age, moved to Southern California, mostly grew up in Huntington Beach. My parents immigrated to the U.S., so I'm first generation American, and my cultural background is Armenian, and growing up, I grew up in a very, I guess, Armenian household until I started intermingling with <laughs> others outside my family.
0: What did you like most about growing up in California?
1: I think what I liked most at the time, I didn't quite realize it, was the sun. No. <laughs> 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 Took that for granted. No, I mean, I think it was a very um, comfortable place to grow up. I think connected to my kind of cultural roots, there's a large Armenian community in Southern California and so.
0: You mean beyond the Kardashians?
1: Beyond the Kardashians. <laughs> well the Kardashians are there probably because same reasons. So a lot of Armenians moving to the U.S. like LA is one of the main destinations and the surrounding area so that was nice to be able to grow up in that sort of environment to be able to embrace and learn about and cultivate that cultural side of my Armenianness, because I think While at the time I didn't quite realize it, I very much appreciate it Mm -hmm. now.
0: That's what happens as you get older, I feel like. (laughs) In general, whether it's like where you came from or where you grew up or something your parents did or anything like
1: that. Yeah. I think it's also, I I do have this connection to, like, I do like being close to the coast. Mm -hmm. Like, I've grown up all my life near there, and then, like, I do sometimes feel. Like, when I'm not near a coast, it feels strange. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I do like that.
0: So you're not going to move to Colorado with me? (laughs) (laughs) It could be possible one day. (laughs) I never thought about it
1: from a coastal perspective, but...
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of you not moving to Denver... Yes. I would say one of the hallmarks of our friendship is that we have never lived in the same city. And for me... I am somebody who has always wanted to be traditional in every aspect of my life, and pretty much every aspect of my life is not traditional and so, in terms of appreciating things later <laughs> in life, I'm thats something I'm starting to embrace. but I think for anybody who meets us, there's a bit of like, Oh wow, you guys have never lived in the same city, and you're best friends, and like you live across an ocean now, and like how does that all work so How do you feel about us having this non-traditional friendship?
1: I know, I guess you always assume those sorts of things. But I feel like we've made it work. One, like we communicate quite a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it ebbs and flows sometimes based on usually how busy (laughs) 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 I am with my social calendar (laughs) or work. But at the same time, we do make the opportunities to see each other. And perhaps like those times where we're together, you create... Kind of situations that are more impactful, maybe, than on a day-to-day basis when you're kind of crossing paths in, like, normal life. But I guess with technology as well, we kind of use it in ways that help us in our friendship. And sometimes we forget that, like, the relationship is what you make of it, right? Mm -hmm. So whether you're in the same place or not, you can use those tools to communicate or use those tools to stay close to each other. So I think we've done a fairly decent job of that.
0: Fairly decent. Yeah. We're the best. I know. (laughs) I agree. I think memes are the language of our generation. (laughs) They work really well for us. But I like what you said about, I guess, making the most of the time that we are together because I feel like if we lived... In the same place in some ways it almost like dilutes the relationship that we would have and we'll never know because we can't live two parallel lives but we enjoyed so much just last night sitting on the couch having a glass of wine having great conversation and watching tv that's something that with someone that you live in the same city with you enjoy it but for me at least i just feel like it's so much more there's like magic in the mundane right that's a really perfect example of just cherishing it and being really present and just like wow this is the best tv show i've ever seen because i'm watching it with my best friend
1: <laughs> yeah i think that's what i mean is sometimes you don't cherish those things yeah. so much when you're just together all the time or you may not do those things in the same yeah. ways yeah
0: okay since it's astrological pre do you know your sun moon and rising sign
1: yes so I'm. <laughs> and what are they?
0: And what are they?
1: <laughs> Gemini and Libra, Libra.
0: Do you resonate with any one or all three of those?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see components of the duality, but also like the balance. Both the balance is also sort of
0: duality. Yeah, you can't right? balance if you don't have yeah. do
1: two things. <laughs> so yeah, I do see kind of, I think either of those on their own probably feel incomplete, but as you start learning about, the interplay and how they kind of impact each other, that, that's where you start seeing some of the interesting things happen.
0: What's your relationship with astrology? How did you learn about it? When did you realize you were a Gemini? Yeah.
1: I actually like, learned about it at a very young age, but at a very cursory level. And actually, I remember my dad saying when they were going to, when he met my mom initially, he checked their... their Um, their charts to see like how compatible they would be and apparently they were like super compatible of course yeah which gave him a lot more confidence (laughs) i guess smart guy (laughs) yeah but it wasn't until recently particularly with your kind of guidance and input and reflection on on stuff that i've gotten more interested in the details of it or understood kind of like even the fact that you have Sun, moon, rising, all that kind of stuff. You're not just a recent. Gemini. Yeah, you're not just a Gemini. But along the way I was always kind of fascinated by it. Not on like the horoscope side of stuff, but just like generally the the idea. Every now and then you kind of came in and came out. But
0: yeah. More like, who am I? Not what's gonna happen to me yeah, today.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I think that's my favorite use of astrology. I think it just can be so validating Especially once you start to expand, right? So, great, I'm not one slice of 12 categories that everyone fits into, but now I'm adding another layer of what's my rising sign and what's my moon sign and how do those all talk to each other? And what's my Venus and my Mars? And like you can go on and on and on. And I think in some ways, like different modalities speak to people, and obviously astrology speaks to me, but. In some ways, just having a framework that helps you actually see how complex you are (laughs) can be very helpful in terms of being like, oh, no wonder I don't like doing this, or I feel uncomfortable doing that, or I love doing that. If you don't have a framework to put it in, I feel like sometimes you feel like you're doing something wrong. Hmm. Or like you're not fitting in or whatever and what I love about astrology is it helps to validate that you are exactly the way that you were supposed to be
1: yeah I mean I think it is it provides like a point of reflection right so Mm -hmm. you have a perspective of who you are and then use that as a guide to see, like okay actually I see where this is or sometimes it's a reflection of like okay let me think about why I am the way I am or the sorts of things that I do. And so I, I do think from that perspective, there's a lot of value in, in placing some sort of mirror right? Mm. in front of yourself. Yeah. And it's kind of a mirror that you look at and start dissecting or thinking about.
0: Yeah. It's so funny because the last few, I've only done four episodes mm-hmm. of this podcast, but in every single one, we've talked about how astrology... Asks you questions. Like, astrology doesn't give you answers. It gives you questions to ask yourself or to yeah. reflect on. Mm-hmm. So as I'm just starting this podcast and I'm talking to different people, I'm seeing similar things come up every time, which is validating for me yeah. as, <laughs> as an astrologer. So is there anything about astrology that gives you pause or that makes you skeptical?
1: No, like, I do think, like, we touched about it, on it earlier. It's, like, the whole idea of the... Horoscope and like destiny and future Mm -hmm. facing stuff is sometimes gives me pause because I'm always like, well, and generally in my life, I feel like you kind of are given choices or decisions to like make things happen or not make things happen. And so that part of it, I think sometimes I get like when people get really deep into that side of it, it gets a bit (laughs) tough tough for me. (laughs)
0: It's not a fortune telling device. For the people at home, (laughs) we are not fortune tellers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a lot of connection and association to that, which makes it understandably harder to validate, right? Like you read or see something and then expect something. And actually what your expectation is, is probably still a reflection of what you're Mm -hmm. like wanting to happen or maybe hoping would happen. And so you create these expectations, whereas... I think the reflection part of it is a bit more of a helpful field tool.
0: And the choices. We all have free will. And even in astrology, we talk about the North Node and the South Node being what you're learning in this lifetime and what you're releasing in this lifetime. But no matter what the transit, no matter what the placement, could you be having the best Venus-Jupiter transit of your life, which is like love and good luck and like, oh, you're going to meet the person who you're meant to be with for... Yes. Like, it's very possible that would happen when those two planets are transiting somewhere in your chart. But is that the only day that's going to happen? No. Is that the only way (laughs) that you're going to meet the love of your life? (laughs) Also no. But I think what astrology gives you is kind of a heads up. You're like, oh, this energy might be going on. I might need to, like, keep my peepers open and, like, see if there's anyone I fancy out there. See, I'm British now. Yeah. But it just gives you the information to be able to make a decision to make a choice to like maybe shift your perspective. But it's not about having expectations. It's not about, you know, writing down the transits every day and be like, I'm going to meet the love of my life this day. I'm going to lose my job this day. I'm going to like fall over on my bike this day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe if you don't want to fall in love. You don't look for people those <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Information you make it, for all. <laughs> yeah, you make it a point not to. <laughs> you just close your eyes, walk around. Your yes, eyes where you
0: just stay home. Yeah. You Cover you stay your head home. with a blanket. Yeah. That way even the delivery person can't see you. <laughs> well, astrologically speaking, my big renaissance, if you will, into astrology and metaphysics and all the stuff that I'm into now was when I was in grad school. Mm -hmm. That was also a very sliding doors moment because when I moved back to California, you moved to London. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, bye. (laughs) But for me, that time was so powerful because at the time I didn't know, but I was on my Uranus line and I was Mm -hmm. learning about locational astrology and all of that stuff. But I remember I went to a conference. I was driving to L.A., and I was talking to you, and for some reason, you looked up our astrological compatibility. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know even how like that happened <laughs> or why, and it was it was like the most absurd description, but it was like stupendous, like the no, best possible yeah. match. Or, <laughs> like, I don't. Do you remember
1: what I it I do? Meant? I don't remember what it said, but it was something to that nature.
0: <laughs> and I think. Again, we didn't need astrology to tell us that. (laughs) We (laughs) knew that we were stupendous best friends. But the... Well, the validation is always nice. But we both have so much air in our charts. Like, I have a lot of Aquarius and Libra. You have a lot of Libra and Gemini. So we kind of round out the whole air trio. I think that's a big part of it. But I guess in your opinion, not astrologically speaking, but why do you think that we complement each other? Or why do you think that we're able to make this friendship so great?
1: I mean, I think there's probably two sides of it. Like, I think we have a lot of stuff that's actually quite similar in our perspectives and outlook, and then there's also stuff where we're, like, complementary that balances each other out, and it's probably the combination of those two, because if you're too much alike Mm -hmm. on everything, you kind of can't have the opportunity to maybe counterbalance the other person with, like, different perspectives in some areas, but I think we're, like, very nice people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that sounds like a weird thing to say. Sympatico.
0: We're sympatico.
1: <laughs> no, we're very, like, caring people and, like, generally wish the best upon people, so that part of it, I think we have a life perspective around being kind, mm-hmm. which I think is is a part of why it works. And then the flip side is you are... More of like a introvert. I tend to be more of like an extrovert, and you have anxieties about certain things, and I have anxieties about different things. And those are the places that actually sometimes we're like, well, let's think about it. Maybe it's not so bad. Or oh, like let's. I love let's that talk our parents. anxieties
0: are where we're <laughs> <Yeah>. crossing over.
1: <laughs> no, but if that's the places where yeah. we maybe. Like if we had the same anxieties, yeah. like all we yeah. would do is we'd feed into Yeah, we'd be a mess feeding into each other. So I you're think right.
0: You should be so anxious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what actually, it's the combination of all those things that I think make it work.
0: I like that. And to your point about being nice, kind, caring, whatever, now I sound like I'm like, oh, we're so no, nice, kind, and no. caring, but that's
1: not... Our perspective on life. I'm not necessarily... We might no. not be kind and nice people. No. <laughs> well, but we are. I think we are. No, <laughs>
0: But it's important to us. Yeah, and it's like, important. We, I would say those are
1: values. Maybe yeah. not
0: niceness. Like, nice is such a...
1: Yeah, that's right. That the, Like, they're values we have in yeah. life. And...
0: Kindness, compassion, caring. When I think of how we complement each other, I think you are the most thoughtful person I know, at least in my life. And you're just always thinking... Like, even if we don't talk because you're busy or, like, whatever, I know that you're not always thinking about me, but, like, (laughs) you're not, like, forget, like, if I needed you, you would be there. The gifts that you give me, are always so thoughtful. You're always listening to what I'm saying and, you know, all that stuff. And then I think, on the flip side, I am your biggest cheerleader. (laughs) You can literally do anything. I'm like, you're so good. (laughs) (laughs) Great job.
1: (laughs) Even when I know I'm not. That driving the other day was not your great. Your driving was so good! <laughs> and then you were like, great job! Because it's true. See,
0: this is a fundamental belief. You're the best. but. For the, b- everyone, the beeping
1: of the car. <laughs> suggested back. otherwise. No!
0: That was not your fault! <laughs> for everyone listening, we took a little road trip, which meant driving on the left-hand side of the road and being in the... Well, then our passenger side, but driving from that side, it was, he did an, a great job. He was the mess. <laughs> but I think even there, if you narrow down the things that we have in common, we just support each other in different ways. Yeah. And my enthusiasm for you is very high. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. I support Love you, <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> in all the ways.
1: <laughs> no, that's a good, good way of putting it. I like the values piece because I, I agree that those things are not necessarily we don't always deliver on it. No, I don't think any single person can, Mm -hmm. but as a value, like I think we place a lot of importance on those things. And yeah, I think being the other person's cheerleader and valuing them and supporting them is a hugely important part of Mm -hmm. a friendship. Otherwise it becomes really one-sided, right? So I appreciate that. I appreciate your
0: thoughtfulness. You are correct. I am just, slightly more introverted than you (laughs) just like the teensiest (laughs) bit (laughs) and I almost feel like that's a situation where you like because you have all of this Gemini energy (laughs) and Sagittarius energy actually you are so mutable like you I feel like adapt to the situations around you the people around you and I feel like the Gemini piece that almost stimulates you because it's like something new and you're getting a new experience and like all of this stuff But I feel like you adapt to me in that sense because, like we talked about at the beginning, our time together is always limited. So we're trying to make the most of it, which is great. And that's part of the reason why I was so happy to do this trip because we saw each other in February, but we were with other people and it was amazing. But I love my one-on-one time with you because I'm so introverted and I'm a one-to-one friendship kind of person. And so to be able to spend just five days straight with you, like... 24 hours a day, all day, every day, makes me the happiest person. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> it just makes me really happy. But I feel like you adapt to me because I don't want to go out dancing until 3 in the morning. I mean, we have done that sometimes. But, like, it's not my... It, the circumstances have to be perfect.
1: The stars have to align. The
0: stars have to align. The stars have to align. In order for me to, like, leave the house. No, but, like... <laughs> That's being dramatic. Anyway, I appreciate that. The point is of this very long speech is that I appreciate... The grocery store doesn't count. That's my second favorite place other than home. I love the grocery store. I love going to new grocery stores. I love going to grocery stores in new countries. And you have taken me to the grocery store. Such a good best friend. Like, you're adapting to me, but like you said last night, even in some ways, that's out of your comfort zone, because you are such a social person, you do have such a big group of friends, and you love that, but that's just another way that we kind of balance each other out.
1: Yeah, and I do think, like, I do enjoy the time home, the time that's, like, one-on-one, but my go-to nature isn't that, so sometimes I, like, deprive myself of it, not intentionally, but Mm -hmm. because my knee-jerk reaction is otherwise, but... To your point, like, that offers me the time to, like, do that sort of stuff. where actually, otherwise, I might not. Mm-hmm. So, to your point, I think that, that yin and the yang is there. So. And maybe I push you sometimes in the other way. Well, in even situations, this, right? Like... like, like <laughs> yeah. you're like, no, I don't know if I want to do that, but I'll go. Or I'll do it. you like, just go. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Adapt. Don't be fixed. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? No. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll give you a list of fifteen things. <laughs>
0: but even this trip was spontaneous. I mean I just booked it like yeah. three weeks ago and that's very out of my character. This eclipse has made me very spontaneous. Like I went to a random concert, I came here, I that's enough. That's
1: yeah. That's you're like, good. that's more than enough. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. That concert I stayed up until like eleven. <laughs>
0: It's a big deal. <laughs> okay. Should we do some newlywed style game questions?
1: Yes. I've never done this before. Okay. I'm almost nervous.
0: Me too. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a question and then we'll both write our answers down and then we'll read them to each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. What was your first impression of your friend? Are you done? Yeah. Okay. I'll read mine first because you know what it's going
1: to yeah. be.
0: I thought he was nice enough, but was asking dumb questions at work. Yeah. <laughs> it was not his fault because he was. we were both new. I mean, mm-hmm. we started within a, a month of each other at the job, right?
1: Didn't we have the same day, no? Or no? We did the. We started within a month, but we yeah. did because the at that time the trainings were.
0: This is boring. Nobody cares yeah, about no. our work trainings.
1: No, we did. That's where we met, though. We yeah, didn't, but we, we, made, met like the, we met at work. Yeah, we met at like the first week where you everybody who just started gets together and they do the orientation.
0: I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember meeting Alexa Baltodano.
1: She was in that same. <laughs> I know. Group. Yeah. I don't remember you there. Yeah. <laughs> That's, because uh, I think we might have started a couple weeks apart, but they like grouped people who oh. started on similar days. Yeah.
0: Well, apologies, that was clearly mm-hmm. not my first impression yeah. of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was forgetful. Apparently, it was my, your first impression right now.
0: <laughs> I just: was, I think it was about like FedExing a package or something, and you asked me to send it like I know. After I could send it, like I was like, "Sir, this does not make sense. Why are you asking me this?" But it wasn't your fault. Your boss asked
1: you to do it. I know, but you thrust that upon me. But
0: 15 years later, (laughs) because this is our 15 year anniversary, that is, I remember you. But then we became best friends. Yeah, we did.
1: You, I thought you were friendly and professional.
0: Well, isn't that perfect?
1: (laughs) And didn't want to send my FedEx back. No, I didn't write that down, but now I do recall. I thought
0: you're friendly and professional. Okay. Thank you, Freeport. Again, not your fault to ask the dumb question. Okay. Do you remember the moment when you were like, ah, this is a good friend. This is somebody I want to talk to outside of work.
1: I think it was when we went to someone's going away party. After work. Was it Tiffany?
0: Who I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and it was like, I think maybe the first time, we had a very professional experience up until then, and that was the first time we hung out, and I was like, we were dancing, and then I think we started like, I was going to say gossip, talk, talking shit. <laughs> we were just <laughs> commenting about other people there. We were observing, like, oh, we, were observing. <laughs> <us."> <laughs> we were observing the environment around <laughs> us, and I was like... Oh, Where
0: was this party?
1: I remember... I can't remember the name of the place, but it was the one where you just go, like, in West LA, just down the street, right across from, like, My Pet Naturally. There was this bar that we would always go to, like, when people were having, like, a... Last drinks or something.
0: I remember this much of this. I'm so glad you... One of us has to remember. (laughs) Okay. Well... (laughs) I'm sure this was shortly thereafter. <laughs> I'm certain of it. I, I remember giggling a lot at work.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. we have the same sense of humor, which is like my number one requirement in any friend is they have to make me laugh. But we went on our first dinner date right before I left to move back here to here. London. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, I feel like we were silent for most oh, of yeah. the dinner. <laughs> Because the table, like, literally four inches away from us was on a first date. At Ugo. At Ugo. On Cardiff Street. Yes. And I feel like that was obviously the first thing yeah. I remember. But we had developed our own telepathic language. Like, yeah. we were not saying anything. We were just, like, making, like, eyes at each other and being like, oh, oh, oh. Like,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and that, that was what I knew we understood each other.
1: I think this was in and around the same time, because I remember this going away party, you were, like, leaving in a couple of weeks as well, so it could have been all in and around the same time. I thought you were actually going to say, now that I think back at it, this must have also been, it was before you left, was when we ran a phone call with somebody and couldn't stop laughing, so we had to hang up and pretend like we lost <laughs> the connection on the phone. I thought
0: that was after I left.
1: We were in the same room.
0: I believe that. Yeah.
1: We were, it was like late night. We were in the same office. This and then we were just like.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think going back to like what makes a good friend for me. is like if I pee my pants. If I like stop breathing. If I like have to hang up on somebody because I can't speak. Like these are all good signs of like a solid friend. <laughs> the other thing is. And we both touched on this just a little bit. We are both very nice people who like to observe things around us and people around yeah. us. <laughs> We're a little judgy.
1: Yeah. you <laughs>
0: But I feel like that's another safe space. Like we have a container for yeah. us to be able to just hash things out or like what happened or like why did this person say that? Like
1: reflect like on our conver- uh, observations.
0: Yes. Yeah. they simply observations of mm-hmm. the people around us and how they engage with the world around them. That's all. Yeah,
1: I agree. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's why I said maybe at the beginning the nice part is more of a... Yeah. Value system, <laughs> aspirational, and, like, sometimes you falter. But we don't ever do it in a...
0: But we are also kind people. Kind so to people, we're you know. like, okay, at the end of the day,
1: But inevitably it happens, right? Like, you are sitting somewhere and you observe something and you're like, oh, <laughs> this awkward date happening next year for the first <laughs> time is not going to work out, is it?
0: <laughs> we're just anthropologists, yeah. that's all. <laughs> okay let's do oh this is a good one what is your favorite memory of traveling together i said it was a good one but there's so many to choose from
1: (laughs) well i went with the first one that popped up in my head
0: i just wrote keywords this time okay oh i go go first oh no okay well i'm i'm analyzing the question we have not traveled together very often we just meet up in prison. Yeah,
1: but I assumed that okay, was... Great. Okay, great.
0: Hi, Virgo. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're covered, I think. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> so, to your point, the first one that popped into my head was Stockholm.
1: Okay. Oh? Oh, okay. mine is also in Stockholm.
0: <laughs> then it must be the right one. We, <laughs> made the, we picked the right answer. So Stockholm, we went for my graduation with my boyfriend. Well, it was my gift from him and it was lovely. And the three of us travel really well together. So that's always amazing. Actually, I think most of the time that we've traveled, he's been with us. (laughs) But it was just, it was so magical because I still sometimes even watch that video of you coming up from the train and I'm like, and you're like, oh, hi. And like, I'm so happy we I captured that because like. I just get so excited to see you, and, like, it's like, uh, we're reuniting. Yeah. So, you were there, like, two, three nights? I don't three remember. Three nights, I think, yeah. And I borrowed
1: mm-hmm.
0: a yeah. an item from the Airbnb that was out. I didn't uh-huh. dig through any closets or no. anything. It was a... Just
1: ventured up It was some... a
0: beautiful... Well, when I just how would you describe it? Because I feel like how I'm going to describe it's going to sound weird. <laughs>
1: I kept, It wasn't fur, <laughs> it wasn't but it was fur. like a fur type. Like, move, there was a lot of movement uh-huh. in this jacket. It was something Co- I would never
0: wear.
1: Like, no, well, now I yeah, I feel like some, it was something like it. Abba would wear. Yes,
0: very like 70s. Yeah.
1: Was it like ostrich feather? Maybe it was ostrich feather. What's I don't think movement? it was real. Anything okay, but it moved like it was ostrich feather, Great. it wasn't like it wasn't like chicken feathers. No,
0: you've <laughs> no. been watching some jaggery, yeah, <laughs> only ostrich. But anyway, it was purple, it was big, it was fluffy, yeah, it was also summer, so <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, we
0: were of the time but when we were at a bar dancing this girl like wiggled up to me and she's like oh, i love your jacket and we we're just like dancing and, and she's like but aren't you so hot it's hey. summer
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and i was like yes it's a luke like i can't not
1: wear this like, once you have that on you like transformed
0: <laughs> well we went to the ice bar it was perfect yeah, for the ice bar it was true it was maybe the club that it was not
1: it was a club before. and then we partied that was one night where we partied until like 3 a.m. in the morning. We've done that twice. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Until the sun came up, literally.
0: Well, it never went down. That
1: kind of didn't go down, yeah.
0: So that's my favorite memory.
1: Well, it's the same one. I was going to.
0: Did you have anything to add?
1: Well, I think it was. I liked it because it was also like, well, the time together was fun, but also like you pushing (laughs) out of your comfort zone. No, no, like. (laughs) The idea of you like borrowing this jacket mm-hmm. was <laughs> giving you anxiety, but I think like <laughs> we may, may have egged you on on that and then you kind oh, of went okay. with we it and really, it. really you enjoyed it. had glasses of
0: wine and yeah. egging on. And <laughs> <laughs> you looked so great.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, amazing. It turned out to be a fun night. I feel like we also ate something at the end of that night. I don't remember what it was. Once we left that bar, what does we? Yeah, we
0: got like ice cream.
1: Oh, okay. And yeah. chips probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was but like so many people around and it was like 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. It felt like... That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Speaking of anxiety while staying up all night... Mm-hmm. The time I literally, the one time in my whole life, I've literally stayed up all night in LA.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs>
0: and we went to, what was that place called? Like the diner place?
1: Pink's? No. No. It was um, Astro Rocket?
0: Burger. Yeah, Astro Burger. Yeah. That sounds right. And we had all been drinking all night. I had, I made a decision. I was like, either... I'm going to... Because I had a flight oh, very early yeah. the next morning. I was like, either I'm going to go back go to my bed, hotel, yeah. go to sleep at 11 o'clock, or I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I am not going to bed. I'm just going straight to my hotel, getting my suitcase, <laughs> and getting on my flight. <laughs> Guess what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were talking about the anxieties about the coat, and that just reminded me of when we were all at Astro Burger, or wherever it was, and... I got a veggie dog, and I—I <laughs> I don't know. You to tell me how many times? I was like, so many times. I be, like, oh yeah. Do you guys—is this really? Do you think this has meat in it? I was like, <laughs> yeah. raise your hand if you think this is actually a veggie burger. Raise your hand if this is actually yeah. meat. And then finally, Dean at one point was like, "It's meat." Like yeah, leave at one point
1: alone. He was <laughs> like, "You just eating the meat." <laughs> what do you want us to tell you? But
0: I appreciate you easing my anxieties while traveling. <laughs> Let's end on a nice one because mm-hmm. then I have to give you my not so rapid fire questions. What is your favorite thing about your friend?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I said, I mean, I guess it's two things, but I said it's the combination of the accepting and supportive. And I think that's something that I love so much about you is that you have, despite the fact that we were talking about this earlier, you have no judgment. <laughs> But also like the supportive side of it, the combination of it makes it such a special thing because I can share anything with you, but then you can also be supportive through that process. So, you know, having somebody that you could rely on to have an honest and open conversation with, but then also get guidance and support and advice from is something that I can't think of many people in my life that I can do that with. So that's, that I think is super special. Oh,
0: well, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh. Okay.
1: Thank you, gregor
0: well, I also appreciate that you are non-judgmental and supportive of me. And what I wrote down is your thoughtfulness, your kindness, and that you make me laugh. And I know I said that you have to be able to make me laugh it was first on my list of friendship, but your thoughtfulness and kindness have just shown through so bright that that's like oh. those are the first things that I think of when I think about you. And you have traveled across the world just to come meet me in all these places just because I'm like in your neighborhood (laughs) of Europe and you're just I didn't put on here like you're so easygoing and I think that goes back to your Gemini adaptability and all that stuff but I think I'm pretty relaxed but I like things to go my way probably more than you Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you always just do whatever I want to do, or you, like, take me to the places I want to go, <laughs> or, like, you tripes across London to go to, like, three different bookshops, <laughs> and, like, just, and you never, you're, you're, you of supportive, like, you're supportive, you're, like, okay, like, live your dream, like, go to the astrology shop, and then yesterday, I was, like, oh, these are too many books, and you were, like, okay, I'm gonna help you figure out which ones you don't need, and then I couldn't, and you were, like, Oh, but you need all of them. Yeah. Like, just buy them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think...
1: <laughs> it's a process of elimination of not... There was no not, elimination. <laughs> there was
0: no need. But that's the way that you support me, is just letting me be myself. Yeah. And, like, letting okay. me do the things that I want to do. And, I don't know, you're just... That's why you're the best oh, friend. Thank you. Thank you.
1: That is so kind.
0: I have a one gentle teardrop just coming out of the corner <laughs> of my eye. Very seriously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Not a a dramatic one. Okay, Grigor, on every show, Mm -hmm. I started doing rapid-fire questions, Mm -hmm. but I'm not a rapid-fire person. Okay. I'm a slow cooker, not an instant Mm -hmm. pot. So, this is the not-so-rapid-fire questions section. You can rapid-fire or not. It's up to you. Do you consider yourself to be more introverted or extroverted? We already answered
1: (laughs) this one. Yeah, more extroverted.
0: Great. What is your superpower?
1: Kindness. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think I I it's a superpower, but a superpower is I think people sometimes struggle with because you have to harness it in the right ways and sometimes it's like a strength and sometimes I feel like it could be a hindrance. Mm-hmm. And so, I think kindness. And sometimes I think kindness like is perceived to be weakness. In quotation marks. In quotation, yeah. Um or how it manifests sometimes feels like it's effortless, but I think it actually takes a lot of thoughtfulness and consideration. But again, sometimes to your detriment. So that's what I mean in that the superpower. I think sometimes people feel like has to be something that is only like positive, but actually superheroes struggle with their like. I can't think of one. Spider
0: Man. Yeah, Spider Man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 like yeah, I'm sure Spider Man has moments where there's like goes out like when it's not supposed to (laughs) (laughs) the webs just keep going
0: (laughs) but kindness is a choice it's very easy to just ignore things or like move on with your life or pat someone on the head like (laughs) like
1: i guess it has to be genuine you have to want to be kind too yeah so like fake kindness is the worst worse than just not being yeah just don't be I'd rather you ignore me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What is your dream travel destination?
1: Oh. Hmm. You know, I used to not be like... Growing up, it was always like a hustling, bustling sort of like city vibe. And like as life has passed on, I feel like the more relaxed and serene places. I do love going somewhere like the Balearics or like the coast in Italy where it's just beautiful landscape. You kind of forget a sense of time and you can kind of like in the coast see going back to what we yes. talked about earlier like it's like you can see the water the water has
0: beautiful mountains
1: yeah and so <laughs> <laughs> so I think that sort of like peaceful serene place is somewhere that I yearn for more
0: mm-hmm. but I don't know there's
1: no specific I mean I guess I gave those two examples top of mind it's not like oh my god I need to go to like the Maldives or Seychelles
0: yeah
1: I'm not going to say no I do <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, I do want to go, but yeah, either that or something that actually is a truly cultural immersion, something where you're like, I've never experienced this sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like when I went to India, while it was hustle and bustle and a lot of difficult moments, like it truly felt. A okay. kind of difficult were, moments. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> 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 well, I s- spent the whole night getting very intimate with the toilet, <laughs> 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 and one evening. But um, uh, no, like, the beauty of it, and there's a magic to it, and there's actually, like, a lot of stuff that's happening that you just have never seen in your life, and that sort of stuff, I think, is also pretty amazing, because it just kind of, again, allows you to, like, experience and reflect and, yeah, move out of your comfort zone.
0: I think one of my favorite things about traveling, and probably why we travel well is like i just like to wander around and yeah. like see daily life and of course you want to hit the big tourist spots some of them yeah. even those like don't hold a ton yeah. of appeal for me in a lot of cases unless it's like something really special to me but for me like like in french they say flaneur like flannes like is just to wander like mm-hmm. it's this very yeah. french term you know paris is the best city in my opinion to just wander around in but just see like what you discover and like what restaurant you stumble upon what bakery yeah like I don't know I think it's just there's something so magical about that and I think because well let's just say because I'm not a super spontaneous person but that doesn't make sense like I think Traveling is maybe where I am more spontaneous, but I also don't it's not about the big things. I just wanna like live yeah. there for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna be home, away from home.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well that's that's what makes it good sometimes. Like I actually find the second or third visit to a specific place mm-hmm. almost more interesting and exciting is because it feels like you've gotten all those things out of the way that maybe feel a bit more touristy or yeah. like that you want to like you you put your mind to going and seeing. And And you know, like, like
0: how to take the train, or, like, how to get places, or... And you
1: allow yourself to, like, wander and just explore, because there's no pressure of, like, like, I've done it, so now I'm just going to hang out. It's cool. Yeah.
0: I appreciate that. How do you bring ritual into your daily life?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I thought you said ritual. I was like, what is ritual? (laughs)
0: Cheap with money?
1: <laughs> no, I thought maybe it was some sort of luxurious <laughs> wool. I was like, "Do I have any of that wool in my?" Yeah, <laughs> no, you are like so daily? confident. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> you're like, yes. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let well, me tell you.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I actually struggle with ritual, and that's part of something that I think I need to like, because I think there's a difference between habit and ritual, and like sometimes I think we do things out of habit because it's not like an intentional sort of thing and for me at least when we say ritual it's something that has intended meaning that kind of serves a purpose and so I don't actually if that's like an answer I don't yeah. but it's something that I try to bring in and am working on
0: you said a couple things that resonated from previous episodes one was that habits can be rituals mm-hmm. and then you mentioned intention a lot of times when we think of ritual we think of like pulling a daily tarot card, like meditating or lighting incense or like all of these yeah. things that like we think of looking into a crystal ball, <laughs> like all of this stuff that you think of as like, I don't know, Instagrammy or, yeah. or like witchy. I don't know. There's, there's <laughs> a connotation to the word ritual, but I think we have to number one, give ourselves grace because we're always all trying to like have a morning routine and like make green juice and do a ritual, (laughs) like go to work and like have a life. All that before
1: work, my God. Yeah, Yeah, right?
0: And I think we have to like
1: chill out, like
0: it's okay, like you don't have to like make a big deal out of it. But even if every day when you brush your teeth, you have an affirmation that you say or you high five yourself in the mirror, like that's a new thing, right? Like there's little things that we can actually do that, that can be sacred rituals to us that already fit into our daily lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think like the something that you think of as a ritual can become a habit, definitely. But I think the other way around maybe is mm-hmm. where I was saying But actually maybe this is a super non-answer, but I do find that like I do I have placed an intention to try and avoid certain things that maybe feel like I should be doing every day like the green juice. I love a green juice. Yeah. <laughs> but like if I'm gonna like force myself to do something like that, Every day, sometimes it feels forced. Mm-hmm. And so there's this kind of ritual of like, live your life in a way that's like, a bit flexible.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very
1: gemini oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be flexible. Yeah, like not Change every day. <laughs> not every day needs to be kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Like that it, is
0: ritual though. Yeah, but that's what Because I mean, of that's the, the appreciation. Yeah,
1: that's the, I think that there is some ritual in that because I feel like almost, Marking things as things that have to happen each day almost feels like so... That's the word I'm looking for. Maybe it's like, like, a, like an easy out. Like, you know, you're just like, okay, this is my way of living. And actually, it's like, why don't we live each day differently? I like that. What? <laughs> what? Talking about out of my comfort zone.
0: I'm going to have to think about that one. <laughs> okay, Krikor, last question. Yes. Where do you shine brightest in your life?
1: So I think there's like something about food and cooking because there's so many components to it. I feel myself like when I'm cooking and preparing food, whether it's just for myself or others, there's this transcendence. It's like, actually, I forget about a lot of other things. It's kind of like meditative. It's creative. But it also is a way to show love to other people, right? And it's abundant in showing care. And it also is like, particularly once I moved to the UK, it became like a form of communicating with my mother because making the sorts of foods that she would typically make and I would miss connecting with my culture because again, I've learned how to make a lot of the stuff that is traditional Armenian food. So that is a place where I feel like as I'm thinking and working through and cooking and Eating it's a place where it really feels at home.
0: That also sounds like ritual to me. And that also sounds like
1: <laughs> ritual, yeah. <laughs> there is some ritual around that, I think. A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And tying it to not only your mom, but your roots and your culture yeah. and the nourishment. Like it's like yeah. you said, it's not just like nourishing to our bodies, it's nourishing to our souls. Yeah. It makes us happy. It
1: does. Unfortunately, I probably associate food with everything, except for probably... I mean, of course, I know logically the functional part of it is, like, sustenance. And we (laughs) needed... Lame. (laughs) We needed to survive. But I'm like, actually, like, the way in which I think about it is, like, everything but that. Yeah. Which... But we're fortunate yeah.
0: that the sustenance piece isn't no, of a course. factor. No, No, no,
1: of course. But um, but it's not like a very, it's not for me, like for some people, it is very like a functional thing. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I need this to like survive or make yeah. it through the day. But for me, it's just different. Like the different. So-
0: people drinking Soylent. Is that still a thing? What is Soylent? <laughs> it's like, it's probably <laughs> making me sound so old. Like in Silicon Valley, they were just drinking these like packets.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's another thing. I think there are people here who do it with like these like packets of it's called fuel. Do you know fuel? No. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but that's because it's I... like
1: fuel, but with an H. I don't know why, but yeah, it's like boring. What, a, what like, how, like what a waste! What a waste! Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't your taste buds want something better
1: than that? <laughs> yeah, texture, flavor,
0: but cooking. The fact that you appreciate cooking so much and you enjoy it and it's a meditation for you, I like that sometimes, Mm. but it's a lot of work.
1: Yeah, it's not every day. Sometimes it's more often than others, but yeah, you have to recognize. But I would love
0: to purchase something that somebody did all that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. You can still like...
0: But I would never drink one of those
1: you would never drink one is of those the packets. point here yeah even the food that you buy from somebody else they're, they're like one hopes that there is like some sort of passion that has gone into it whenever mm-hmm. it is driving that and at the end of the day it could still provide like a way for you to connect with other people mm-hmm. it's like a form of coming together and so
0: like oh you drink Huel too?
1: <laughs> yeah I guess there's that let's sense of code. community let's go code <laughs>
0: Probably really nice too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know some people who. who They're probably
0: very efficient.
1: Very efficient, yeah.
0: Again, like if we looked at these people's charts, I'm sure there would be something in there that speaks to like, I just want to get my food in my body, and I want to go do all the things I'm here to be on this earth to do. Like, it's not a judgment in any way,
1: shape, or form. No, everybody has. And if it's in your
0: chart to drink huel, then it's in your chart.
1: It's gonna be there somewhere. Yep. It's gonna say fuel. fuel. <laughs> Sponsored by. I know. It feels like we're really. <laughs> oh.
0: All right, Gregor. Well, thank you for joining me.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for thank you for having me participate as well.
0: I loved this being my first in person interview. We'll see how the sound quality is, but it doesn't matter because. This conversation was so special, and I'm just thrilled to be in the same room as you. So,
1: yeah, excited to see it come out as well.
0: Excited to see it pop up on you. Pop up on me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's go out to London town. Yes.
1: It's a nice sunny day.
0: It is a nice sunny day. We're going to have so much fun. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. OMG, Kriko and I had the best day out in London after recording this episode. I shared my travel guide to some special places to me on the blog. You can find it at CosmicMoves.com London if you're maybe planning a trip or just visiting virtually, taking a little virtual vacay. Even while I was editing this podcast, I just could not stop laughing at our silly jokes. I hope you thought they were as silly as we did. I am also just so glad that I captured this moment in time and this moment in mine and Cricor's friendship forever. This was a really special experience and I learned so much about Cricor that I didn't know before. I hope that this episode made you feel like picking up the phone and talking to your best friend or giving them a hug if you're lucky enough that they're nearby. If you liked this episode, please share it with your best friends, any friends. Give it some five-star love, five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you really liked it, I would so love it if you would write a review on Apple Podcasts. We talked a lot about all of the air placements in Cricor's chart with Gemini and Libra in this episode. If that sounds similar to any of your placements, or if you're learning about astrology, you can find his chart linked in the show notes if you want to take a look at that. And if you want to get a deeper look at your chart, you can always book a cosmic consult with me at cosmicmoves.com shop. Wherever you are in the world, here's wishing you a stellar day and see you next time.
1: Thank you.